to welcome you to our Sunday afternoon service. And this message is going to be a continuation of this morning service. So if you didn't get an opportunity to listen to this morning service, I'd highly encourage you to go back and listen to it first because this is the second part of that message. And the title is The Key to a Spiritual Successful New Year. And I think everybody wants to be successful in this life. I don't know anybody that sets out to fail. Many people will take on good resolutions, good intentions at the beginning of the year. Not many people follow up on them. But I want my life to count for Jesus, and I want my walk to be worthy of the Lord. And so should you. And a lady came by our place here, and and uh, this past week, just a lady on vacation, and she said, I just wanted to stop by and have prayer with the preacher. She said, I'm just, I just want my life to count for the Lord. She said, I, here I am, an elderly woman, and I've lived all these years. And she said, I want 2023 to be different than any year before now. She said, I want to do more for God and And I tell you, we had prayer meeting that day. This woman was seeking the Lord. She was seeking the help of God. Why? Because her heart was stirred up within her to want to do more for Christ. And my goodness, that's revival. That's what that is. That's a fire being lit inside. That's that's more than just a good intention. You know, hey, I want to do something for God. And I want to make a difference in this world. And, And may the Lord help us. I tell you, if every one of us was like that and seeking the Lord, just so that we could pray together and say, I want to do more for God, there's no telling what God would do with us in this year. Many of these new res- these resolutions that people will make this year, they're not going to last past February the 6th. They won't stand the test of time. God has given to us the key to having a spiritually successful new year. And it starts with having a walk that is worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. A walk that is worthy of the Lord is more than a New Year resolution. It's a continual walk. That word walk has the idea of keep moving. You're continuously going, walking with God and continuing with Him, not stopping. If you're walking, you're not stopping. You're not resting, you're walking. You're moving for the Lord. And it needs to be something that's continual. But there's going to be an evidence that comes from a worthy walk. And I'd like for us to focus on that this afternoon in the message. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 9. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of His will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to His glorious power, unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light." who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions, 
or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. If you're going to see much fruit in your life this year, then it's going to start with having a walk that is worthy of the Lord. We look this morning at this Christian walk, this walk that is worthy of the Lord. It's a humble walk. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. It's a humble walk. It's putting God first. It's denying myself, then taking up my cross daily and following Him. Not only that, that worthy walk's a hard walk. That's where a lot of Christians, they fail short of walking worthy with the Lord. They don't want the hardness they don't want the difficulties. They fall at the first sign of difficulty, first sign of rejection, first sign of someone turning against you and then you're ready to quit. You get so down on yourself that you're ready to quit and you don't want to do nothing. You're no longer walking worthy of the Lord, my friend. That too, it's also a heavenly walk. Unto all pleasing, the Bible says, my disposition toward God, yes, Lord, I'm available. Whatever you'd have, Lord, it's all about you. We looked at having the right disposition. You know, the greatest testimony that you can leave in this life is that your life was pleasing to the Lord. Enoch walked with God for 300 years and he had the testimony that he pleased God. What kind of testimony? If this today was your last day, what kind of testimony? Would you leave behind? In verse 10 of Colossians chapter 1, it says that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. A walk that is worthy of the Lord is going to result in being fruitful in every good work. That's going to be the evidence of a walk that is worthy. Have you ever heard someone say everything that that guy touches turns to gold? You normally that that's uh, people say this about someone who has success uh, in business or in sports or in certain endeavors or investments, and they'll say everything that person touches just seems like it turns to gold. My uncle one day was very kind of discouraged there and a little lack of success, if you would, in the field that he was in. And he said, everything I touch turns sire. Well, his wife didn't take kindly to that. She said, well, excuse me. And um, But they just laughed about it. But, you know, it's expected of the child of God that walks worthy of the Lord to be fruitful in every good work. A worthy walk will lead to a worthwhile work. Turn to Psalms chapter 1. Psalms chapter 1. Psalms chapter 1 and verse 1 it says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate, meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth uh, 
shall prosper. Here we see a good description of a walk that is worthy of the Lord, which leads to being fruitful. Verse 2 here speaks of an inward nourishment. In order for a fruit to be, to a fruit tree to be bearing, then for it to produce fruit, it must first be nourished. As we walk worthy of the Lord and nourish ourselves with the bread of life, then we're going to be strengthened and then we're going to produce fruit. As long as we're living for the Lord and feeding off of His Word, then I promise you there's going to be some fruit that remains. We'll produce the fruit of a good testimony to others. Go back to Colossians chapter 1. Look at the testimony the Colossians had. In Colossians chapter 1, look at the start in verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, and Timotheus our brother, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ, which are at Colossae, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which ye have to all the saints. For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which is come unto you as it is in all the world, and bringeth forth fruit as it doth also in you since the day ye heard of it, and knew the grace of God in truth. As ye also learned of Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ, who also declared unto us your love... In the spirit, uh, the Colossians' testimony was that of a changed life. Uh, They heard the gospel and they accepted Jesus as their Savior and their testimony produced the fruit of thanksgiving. Paul gave thanks uh, over their testimony of salvation. The fact that their lives had changed and uh, we had a missionary here this past Wednesday night and he gave us a report there of those who had trusted Christ on the mission field and how the work was going on there and, and we gave thanks for their testimony of what they were doing for the Lord. But you know, we'll also produce fruit as a good testimony toward God. You know, God designed a fruit tree to produce fruit. And the fruit of that tree is for the owner of that tree to do with it as he sees fit. Turn to Luke chapter 13. Luke chapter 13. Here we have a parable. In Luke chapter 13 and verse 6, It says, He spake also this parable, A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. And he came and sought fruit thereon and found none. Then said he unto the dresser of his vineyard, Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground? And he answering said unto him, Lord, let it alone this year also, till I shall dig about it and dung it. And if it bear fruit, well. And if not, then after that thou shalt cut it down. 
in this parable, this certain man sought fruit from his fig tree. He wasn't looking for pears. He wasn't looking for apples. He wasn't looking for oranges. He wasn't looking for grapes. He was looking for figs. He sought for an appropriate fruit to come from that tree. Well, what kind of fruit is God expecting from you? He said, be fruitful. So what is God looking to see from you and me? He said, be fruitful. That means he's looking for fruit. In Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22 it says this, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. This fruit, this type of fruit in the Christian will glorify God and it will benefit others. You know what God is looking to see in you as you walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing? Then it goes on to say being fruitful. You know what God is looking to see in your life? He's looking to find some love, some joy, some peace, some long-suffering, some gentleness, some goodness, some faith, some meekness, and some temperance. How's your love for God today? Does it match what He planted in you? Does your love for Him match what He's seeking in you? I mean, this certain man had a vineyard there, and he he came and he saw this fig tree. He says, hey, I want some figs off this tree. He invested time and years and money in this man. He expected to see some fruit come from that tree. How's your love for him match into what he's seeking to find in you? I wonder if he was to come up to you as a tree and look at you and say, Huh, I don't see much love. I'm expecting to see love. Because that's what the fruit of the Spirit produces, love. But I don't find much. What hinders us from producing that fruit of love? The Bible says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. (laughs) When you fail to keep His commandments, then our fruit is not there. It's non-existent. It becomes tainted. Thank God He doesn't cut the tree down. (laughs) Thank God He keeps working on us. But can I ask you, if God was to visit you today and walk by you, being in His vineyard, and He looks for some love, I wonder if He'd find any. What if He walked by you today and He he was looking to see if there was any joy in your life? This husbandman, this certain man, this owner of the tree... You see, He can put you wherever He wants you. He can put you anywhere He wants you to be and still expect fruit to come from you. What do you mean by that? Whether things are going well or things are going bad, no matter where God has put you, 
He expects you to produce fruit. Whether you're in good health or you're in bad health, God expects fruit from us. Whether the bank account's full or the bank account's empty, God expects fruit from His child. And our fruit ought to be evident. How often have we failed the Lord in our love, in our joy, and in our peace? Boy, how many times have we failed to produce peace? And that's the fruit of the Spirit. We understand that. But how often have we failed to display that fruit of peace in our time of trouble? We've allowed some little pest, some little bug, some little insect, some little period of drought in our life to rob us of our peace. We've allowed the troubles and the affairs of this life to rob us from displaying the peace of God. Instead of displaying peace in our times of trouble and offering peace for others to draw from, here we find ourselves with no fruit to give the Lord. There was no fruit that God could use. What about the fruit of long-suffering? Boy, how often have we failed to yield that fruit? Boy, how often do we get impatient with things? How many times have you been distracted? Couldn't hold the course. Couldn't stay steady. <laughs> things uh, didn't happen as quick as you thought they should. And Well, I tell you what, that long-suffering, boy, that fruit of long-suffering just went right out the door. Your prayers weren't answered like you thought they should or when you thought they should or how you wanted them to be answered. Oh, when God leaves us in difficulty for an extended stay and we failed to display that fruit of long-suffering. Well, what about that fruit of gentleness and goodness and faith and meekness and temperance? Well, how often has the Lord put us in the position where that fruit should have been there for His glory. And He sought for it, but He found none. You know, people need our fruit. Being fruitful in every good work. It's imperative that we walk worthy of the Lord and the all-pleasing and be fruitful. In every good work. Matthew 5.16 says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. In 1 Timothy 6.18 it says that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate. 
2 Timothy 3.17, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. Titus 2.14 says, Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. Titus 3.8 says, This is a faithful saying. And these things I will that thou affirm constantly that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. Why? Because these things are good and profitable unto men. Boy, how often do we confuse our works with our fruit? The Bible says that we're to be fruitful in every good work. Is God getting everything out of us that He has put in us? Are we bearing 30 and 40 and a hundredfold in the love of God? Is our tree filled with love? Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And verse 1, it says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. You know, if our love for God is not right, then our love will be evident in our works and in our relations to others. You know, you can tell a difference in someone who loves what they do or why they do it instead of it just being a duty or a job to do. If others see our love for God, if others can benefit from that fruit of love and joy and peace and long-suffering and our gentleness and goodness and meekness and our temperance, then our good works will glorify God and they'll benefit others. Our good works will have a greater impact. We must walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. We must be fruitful in every good work. And God will bless those efforts.